Well, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, as you know, I think my name is Father John Calgaro, conventual Franciscan priest, stationed at the National Shrine of St. Maximilian Colby, known as Marytown, located here in Libertyville, Illinois. Once again, I'm back with you, folks, to share with you another reflection on this fifth Friday of Lent. In the midst of this continuing coronavirus health crisis, I pray you folks are all doing fine and staying in good health. Last week, we talked about certain symbols that have significant meaning in this Lenten season. We mentioned uh, the symbols of ashes and also the symbol of water. Now let us reflect upon the symbol of light. This past Sunday's Gospel from St. John was about Jesus carrying a blind man who was blind since his birth. Before performing the miracle, Jesus said to those around him, Well, I am in the world. I am the light of the world. Previous to this, Jesus declared to the Pharisees, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Now Jesus, who is the light divine, gave light to this blind man. This poor man who was born in darkness was reborn in the light of Jesus. Jesus is truly our light who guides us in this dark world of sin and error. Like I said, Jesus said in the gospel, while I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. But Jesus physically is not in the world since he died, rose from the dead, ascended to heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. Does that mean he took his light with him to heaven? And that the world is now in darkness? Well, looking around us, it would appear that the world is indeed in darkness. When we look around, we see evil and sin everywhere. And some of this darkness has even invaded Holy Mother Church. However, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, in the midst of the world's darkness, the light of Christ continues although perhaps somewhat diminished. It has never been extinguished and never will be extinguished. It can never be extinguished. And you know why? Because you are the light of Christ. Because as St. Paul reminds us in his letter to the Ephesians, quote, you were once darkness, but you are now light in the Lord live as children of the light, unquote. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8. And how are we to live as children of the light? Well, St. Paul tells us in the following verse. When we produce every kind of goodness, righteousness, and truth. We're the light of Christ when we live and give witness to Jesus' teachings. This means, of course, rejecting sin which St. Paul calls in his letter to the Ephesians, the fruitless works of darkness. When we let sin dominate us, 
When we let the works of darkness overcome us, then we cease to be the light of Christ, the light of the world. Now despite living in this world of darkness, we have no lack of examples of light, of beacons of light. Even in the midst of this coronavirus pandemic, there are examples of heroic self-sacrifice. Let me just cite one example, one bright beacon of light. Father Giuseppe Berardelli, 72 years age, recently died from the coronavirus. He was one of 60 priests in Italy who succumbed to the coronavirus. Imagine that, 60 priests have already died in Italy because of the coronavirus. Well, while being treated for the coronavirus, his parishioners from the parish of Casdigo near Bergamo, Italy, bought Father a needed respirator. He needed the respirator in order to survive and overcome his, the, the disease. But Father Giuseppe saw a young man with the coronavirus who was gravely ill in need of a respirator. So Father Giuseppe gave up his respirator and gave it to the young man so that he may live. Well, without a respirator, Father Giuseppe died shortly after. What did our Lord say about this? He said, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. And that's what Father Giuseppe did. Yes, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, even in the midst of darkness, there are no lack of examples of light. Even if we are engulfed in the darkness of sin, there is always present a tiny spark of light. For a Christian, this spark of light never goes away. It is never extinguished, no matter how grave your sins may be. Every Christian should be aware of that. The soul of every grave sinner needs to turn that spark into a great beacon of light, into a great ball of fire. Well, that's where the sacrament of reconciliation, confession, comes in. The sacrament of confession is so important and necessary. When the sacrament is properly received, it can raise the sinner to life. It can lift the soul out of darkness and turn it into a beacon of light. You know, we should receive the sacrament of confession frequently. Not just because we may have some mortal sins. No. We should receive it frequently to receive the graces to avoid and overcome mortal sin, serious sin. And also to make sure that the light of Christ in our souls is never extinguished, but kept burning brightly always. How often should we receive the sacrament of confession, some people ask me. Well, the church mandates at least once a year. But that commandment of the church was set up centuries ago for lax Catholics who weren't going to confession. A lot of things can happen in one year, as you well know. I would say on the average, try to make a good confession every two or three months. If possible, even more often. Now, if you are burdened 
by serious sinful habits, habitual sin, I would suggest going to confession every week or every two weeks. In this way, you can maintain a more frequent checkup on the state of your soul. Well, you folks know because of the coronavirus problem we're experiencing, parishes have had to cancel temporarily their confession schedules, at least in this diocese, in this area. This is unfortunate since the Holy Equal will soon arrive. Palm Sunday is April 5th, a week from this Sunday. Perhaps by then things will change and regular confessions in church can be resumed. If not, there could be some ingenious ways of hearing confessions. I've seen examples of drive-by confessions on the internet. You, you folks probably too have seen the same thing. Perhaps parishes could organize outdoor confessions where penitents keep a safe distance from each other so as not to infect anybody. Here at Marytown, we're thinking about some way to offer confessions during Holy Week. Now, as we progress in our Lent, let us ask ourselves, are we striving to be that light of Christ? You know, with this coronavirus shutdown, we have plenty of time for spiritual reflection, for prayer and spiritual reading. Let's take advantage of it. And let us ask ourselves, too, in the real and important moral issues of the day, are we the light of Christ? In other words, are we willing to stand up and give witness to the sanctity of life from conception to natural death? Are we willing to stand up and defend traditional marriage as God ordained between a man and a woman only? Are we willing to stand up and declare God created Adam and Eve, man and woman, only two genders? Are we willing to stand up and profess our Catholic faith before our non-Catholic friends, neighbors, and co-workers? Or rather, are we weak-kneed Catholics? And when challenged, say, I'm Catholic, but I don't agree with all the church's teachings. Well, if you say that, then you are a cafeteria-style Catholic, a pick-and-choose Catholic. And cafeteria Catholics don't count as Catholics. The church present in the world is called the church militant. And that's called, it's called that for a good reason. We are called to sacrifice, struggle, and fight with spiritual weapons for the cause of Jesus Christ. We are called the church militant, not the church of milk toast. And Jesus expressed his light to shine on us brightly. For he said to us, quote, You are the light of the world. Just so, your light must shine before others, that they may see your good works and glorify your heavenly Father. Unquote. Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 5, verses 14 to 16. And note, Jesus doesn't say your light should shine before others. Rather, he says your light must shine before others. You see, we have an obligation to be light. In fact, one could say our salvation depends on it. For our Lord also wants to declare quite clearly, quote, Everyone who acknowledges me before others, 
I will acknowledge before my heavenly Father. But whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my heavenly Father. God bless say Matthew, chapter 10, verses 32 to 33. Well, Lent is a time to prepare ourselves to profess, to acknowledge, to be the light of Christ. Let not the darkness of this world overshadow us and cancel out our light. Let us take advantage of this quiet and enclosed Lent to fortify us spiritually. During the day, make frequent spiritual communions. Pray the Rosary. Pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Participate in the Mass through live stream broadcasting on the Internet or on cable. Read the readings in the Gospel of the Mass. At our shrine at Marytown, our chapel is live streamed continually, day and night. So you can view the Blessed Sacrament exposed in our chapel by going to colbyshrine.org. Once again, that's colbyshrine.org. And click on webcam. Viewing the Blessed Sacrament through the webcam is a good way of getting oneself in the attitude of prayer. So, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, let us keep the light of Christ in us shining as bright as ever. May God bless you all, and please stay healthy.